podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Steve Cox sitting in for Nigel Rothband, who's on his world travels, I understand. Um, I've got three guests with me tonight, two of old and one new. So I'd like to welcome first Nick Goldston. Hi. I'd like to welcome Andy Barron. Good evening. And I would like to welcome Spencer Debson. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome. Now, Spencer, um, it is a tradition of the podcast that when you have your first appearance that you have to tell us about the first game that you actually went to see with City, how long you've been a supporter, and um, a little bit of your history, please. With pleasure. Um, I actually was remembering back to my first game, and in my head it was on Boxing Day 1974, but I did actually look the game up to make sure I was uh, recounting this accurately. It was City Newcastle, actually 18th of January 1975. And I was in the North Stand, um, right behind the goal. I had Big Helen on the front row, off to the right-hand side. And it was a wonderful, wonderful game. It was, it was a 5-1 City victory. And uh, I think that made such an impression on me as a 10-year-old. And I got totally lucky. Joe, Big Joe in the goals, first half. Second half, we were all at it. Dennis Stewart, hat-trick. What more could a 10-year-old want? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a wonderful, wonderful moment. It was fantastic. Well, fantastic. great. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, we've got a busy, we've had a busy week. Um, we've got some good to look at, but we've got to go over the Leon game first. Um, so, Nick, what, what are your thoughts about the Leon game last week in the Champions League? Well, I guess let's just talk, before we talk about the game, let's just talk about the atmosphere and the crowd for a second. Yeah. Um, and my take on this is pretty straightforward. I don't subscribe to the idea that every Champions League game is a huge occasion for the fan base. Um, We've got a relatively... uh, Well, we've got a weaker group than we could have had with some teams in it that are not the um, big players and big names in European football and frankly for me a game against Lyon in the group stage and the first game of the group stage um, against a team that we have no history with no relationship with um, and is not stuffed with big name players um, is not a huge occasion Um, and certainly as a as a London-based supporter, um, I'm not going to make my way up to Manchester to go and watch that game. I think what they should have done was, and what they should do for all of the group games, is make the tickets £10 a head uh, and make sure that they fill the ground that way. Cause it's on TV as well, so... Yeah, I suppose that's that's one way of looking at it. You've also got the booing of the Champions League anthem, which sort of brings us back to it. I mean, how do you feel about that, Spencer? What's your opinion on the booing? I, I really think it's really in poor taste. I mean, I, we all know the background to it. Um, I think that, you know, this year Champions League was, you know, is a big priority for us, big priority for Pep, first game. You know, you know, yes, we've we've drawn 
what was it called, the group of life rather than anything mm-hmm. else. But it is the first game, and for whatever reason, I'm sure we'll go into it. We were not on our, we were not on it at all, and um, I think it needs some discussion. Yeah, I think I think there there's certainly a call for building some atmosphere. I don't think booing helps with that atmosphere. I haven't actually been up for a Champions League game for a while. I'm going to the Shakhtar one and I hope that, A, the game is better and I hope that the atmosphere is better, to be fair. Andy, what, what are your thoughts? What, what do you think? Yeah, well, I thought the, the, the crowd was disappointing for the first game of the of the Champions League. I mean, I could see what you, Nick was saying if, if it was the, you know, the, the, third, the third game and we were already through. But uh, and, and the booing, I think... I think the point's gone now. I mean, they haven't. You know, yes, UEFA did as a couple of years ago, but they haven't done anything since. I mean, so I think it, it's 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 gone past its usefulness. It's it's, it's just a bit of a thing. I'm sure yeah, most I, people who do it don't know uh, why they're doing it. They're yeah. just doing it because the guy next to him is doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, they might it, as well it, do it, the Poznan as well, but not many yeah. people do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. You know, to get on with it. Yeah. It's yeah. something we, that, you, that City do, but there's no point. I mean, there's no point in just riling UEFA because they do, they do take those sort of things seriously. And it's I don't know. I, I don't think well, anybody really. I mean, look, apart from anything else, it, it, it's got no bearing on what happens on the pitch during the game. No. Um, no. And whether UEFA care or not, I would very deeply no. doubt that they no, give okay. give a monkeys. To be honest, mm. no, they're more interested in getting their brands mm. up and getting the sponsorship done and making sure that the brands that are supporting the the Champions League are actually noticed. And they, they, that's more they're more about the money. So booing that is not going to change them at all. But so, I mean, just on that, I was I was talking to a mate of mine the other day who's a Spurs fan, and we were talking about the Champions League, and yeah, you know, he was saying to me, "Look, it's on BT Sport." How many people actually watch it anymore? You know, it's not. Is it how big? How big of a of 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 a, an event is it in the footballing world in uh, this country? Surely, if they wanted to keep it as big as they possibly could, it should be on uh, terrestrial TV in one way or another. Yeah, I mean, it's only highlights now that appear on the back end of Beyond, I think. You know, I think ITV have got some highlights, but no actual live games. So you're right, it's not really hitting the biggest market, but I guess it shows that they, they, they were more prepared to accept BT's buck in securing yeah. all of the games than, than, they, commerce, than they were I think, about. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, moving on from the atmosphere and the number of seats and everything like that, we had a bit of a, I don't know quite how I would describe the display, but lapsadaisical, I think, was the... Um, Atrocious? My first opinion, yeah. <laughs> it was dire, wasn't it? I mean, it was really, yeah. really bad from the very beginning. There were some smatterings of good play. There were one or two little little periods when we were, we were knocking it about quite nicely but didn't quite make it work. Um, but, yeah, just some very, very poor playing... Um, I don't think any of the players really, um, any of them played well. Yeah, I can't think of Ster- anyone. Sterling, them actually, well. I think was the only one that I thought had a, 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 what you would call a decent game where mm. he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, Spencer, um, Fernandinho um, was sort of culpable a little bit. I'm not sure that he was mm. necessary, you know, it was necessarily entirely his fault because I think the ball was sort of fed to him a little bit. Like, but he's not someone mm. I like criticising because normally as a City player, he, he gives a nine out of ten performance mm. every week. Well, we've but, sort of got very used to that, haven't we? And it's, it's very, very rare that he's not at least an eight and a, you know or a seven or whatever so he had a bit of an off day 
Um, he was put under unnecessary pressure a, bit, a few times. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, we, we are a team. And in a way, when we, when we don't play well, we sort of don't play well as a team. Um, uh, sad to say, but I think it was a bit of malaise throughout the whole team. You know, with the spine really not not operating as well as it usually does. Yeah, Andy, with anybody else that you sort of felt had a sort of below par performance? Or? Well, Fabian Delph. I mean, he, last 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 year when he when he came in for Mendy, he he was he was brilliant or most games, but this time he he just didn't look the part. I know he was uh, culpable for the goal, the first goal, and. Uh, it was, it was. But it just seemed the whole team. It just they just seemed to assume they were going to win. It just assume if we keep the ball, we'll win. Mm. And but they weren't using it like they normally do. It, it, I mean, I thought David Silver wasn't wasn't really doing it. And it was it was one of those times where he was crying out for Kevin De Bruyne yeah. to just sort of take something on. Yeah, it uh, needed someone to just. It needed the somebody to actually neck, rather, rather than just keep on trying to pass through them, just to. Yeah, I say uh, having a, a Kevin De Bruyne moment. Yeah. I thought we kind of, we kind of settled into the same sort of pattern that we saw in the second half of the Fulham game, actually, which was some fairly pointless passing around, not a great deal of energy, um, and we were up against a much better team who pounced when the opportunities presented themselves. Which you the prior opposition didn't yeah. do. You can't afford to go 2 0 down in, in the Champions League. No. You can't afford to make two mistakes like that. You know, the one mistake can accept the one mistake as long as you get up from it and, and build on it. But the, the second error really kind of put the nail in it. And we were always going to struggle to get back into it. I mean, we did get a goal back, but we really didn't look like we were going to score two or three. No, and I, you know, I don't think anybody's looking to 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 to, to, to criticise specific players for one bad game. Um, Fernandinho, he, he, he may have been a bit below par, but actually he's such a linchpin of the team that it's kind of like the goalkeeper. When he plays badly or he makes an error, he's in such an exposed mm. position a lot of the time that it, that it, turns, into a, it turns into a chance for the other team. Um, so, you know, it was a bad night. It was a bad performance. Hopefully it was a one-off. Yeah, I think we, we need moved to keep on quite nicely. You know, I mean, there's it is the first game. Draw this happens in the first, than a critical fourth or fifth game, and it reminds us all we've got to we've got to be on it. Mm. You know, their, their keeper actually had for me had quite a good game and made a few really good saves. And on a different day, it could have been a totally different result. But hey, I guess we've just got to move on from it really, and onwards, onwards and upwards. Was was. Pep not being on the bench, anything well, to do with it? Yeah, I, I did wonder that, and and I'm not sure. I guess Arteta is is one of the brains behind the kind of the team, so you'd have thought that it wouldn't shouldn't have mattered. But whether it did or not, I don't know. Andy, what would you think? Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it because so, there must have been some way he could get messages down there. He was in the stadium, uh, but you know, there, there seemed to be no. No change in the tactics. I mean, they'd they, they, they were they'd got in a couple of times before they scored the first goal, yeah. and it was the same t- every time. It was lots space at the back, and you, you sort of think you've got to see that and think we might have to change this a bit. They've got two, you know, a couple of quick lads up front, uh, but nothing changed. It was as if we're better than you. We're just going to pass you to death, and you know, you, you can get the ball. Uh, and so I don't know. It's 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 how much influence Pep had on 
at the time. Well, he picked the team, didn't he? He picked the team, but he picked the team, he picked the tactics. Uh, But but when something you then see something isn't working, you think, because that's, you know, you then change it or just, you know, it might be just something subtle, but nothing seemed to change. We seemed to be playing the same throughout the game, expecting to just win. I mean, I actually do think it makes a difference when when Pep's on the on the touchline. I mean, there are a few managers, you know, Klopp, uh, others. You know, he is so dominant. His personality is is so, so prevalent. I actually do think it makes a difference when he's when, when he's out there. Um, who knows? You know, what difference it would have made this time. I I don't know about you guys. I I don't pretend to have any special skills or insight, but. I can tell when we're going to concede a goal before it yep. happens. Yep. You could see it coming yep. that night. It wasn't just about the Delft mistake. You know, that was, okay, that led to the goal, but there was plenty going on before that that was going wrong, and you could see that we were waiting. Well, they, we were, they waiting were waiting for the... They were, you could yeah. see that they were waiting to apply the right pressure at the right time to, to get a mistake out of us, and, and that was their game plan. Once they'd gone 1-0 or 2-0 up, then, you know, they all they had to do was just take us on the break if that's what they wanted off the back of it right we're um, sponsored by uh, Watney's this week so we're just off to have a quick break and a beer and we'll be back after this the Man City show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale Watney's Pale Ale the Man City show beer of the month The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Okay, welcome back. So, um, having got that out of the way, uh, we travelled to a wet Cardiff on Saturday afternoon for a three o'clock kickoff, which is a bit rare for us, actually, a three o'clock Saturday afternoon kickoff. Um, and the game went rather well. Um, Andy, wh- wh- what do you feel after that one? I think it was a reaction. It was a reaction to Wednesday night. It was. You know, Pep back being there, it was reaction to what happened there in the FA Cup last year when they were just so dirty, and and the fact getting a goal early. When you get a goal early against a team who who would probably going to defend, then then we were on a we're on a roll, and it, it just it was really good. There were some fantastic goals. The Gundogan's goal was superb, and I thought Sane and Sterling were just. Amazing! They were just running through them all the time. And if he if he had played like that against Leon, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the the first goal was definitely a milestone, mm. and the fact that it came in his three hundredth game yeah. for Sergio, it was a typical Sergio goal. Um, Spencer, I don't know how much you've watched him, but oh, I love the man, don't I? You know, it's a classic. You know, you know, he just put it away, snap, snapped it in. Um, beautiful. Beautiful player, and actually, uh, I think it's he had this operation in the summer, didn't it? And he yeah. keeps saying how how good he feels, you know, in himself. And I think he's got a, you know a new lease of life, and I think he's got a, a you know a big big season ahead of him as he has every year he's performed. But I think he's he's, he's wonderful. You know, last year it could have you know it did look as though there were times when he wasn't quite as happy as he could have been. Um, gets the operation out of the way, and the guy does look happy. I, the bit that surprised mm-hmm. me on the Amazon documentary, I wasn't quite sure what I'd take of Aguero, but he mm. seemed like a really nice, quiet, 
well-spoken chap that was just a bit lonely, actually. I think yeah. you kind of wanted to put an arm around him and say, there, yeah. there, fella, you know, yeah. don't worry, we like you. Yeah. This season, he actually looks, he looks really happy. And, you know, the interviews he does, he, he just really looks content, happy and on his game. He looks signed another year. Yeah, signed another year. Fantastic. So, Nick, uh, who else stood out for you? On Saturday, I, I, well, I thought we lulled them a little bit for the first half an hour or so because it was a bit of a nothing game and it was starting to drift a bit. And I was starting to get slightly, just slightly concerned. And then... It all it all kicked off, and the first goal really really turned it. And after that, they didn't know what had hit them. But I do, they, you know, Cardiff. I think were a little bit more reserved than I'd expected them to be. They were slightly less in our face, um, and they were. I think they they were quite content and quite happy to be at nil nil. And they seemed to think they were handling things pretty well, which actually they were for the most part in the first half. Now, but then it all. Then it all turned around. I thought Aguero was fantastic. Um, Gundogan obviously had a brilliant game and a lot's been um, talked about him this week. Um, Amazing turnaround from his performance in uh, midweek. And I think he's probably one of the players most up and down in our squad. He can have a great game and he can Mm. have have a fairly poor one, which, you know, most of them are relatively consistent. Um, he's less so, but when he plays well, he plays really, really well. Um, Bernardo was fantastic again. What a goal and from the, 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 a headed goal from the smallest guy on the pitch, and no. he had to duck to get it. And I think it not was, sure he meant it. To I be think, fair, but think, <laughs> we'll give him that one. I I think he meant it actually. Yeah, I, I did. I give him the better. Yeah. But I certainly think that he intended, if not to to score, then to put it into a very dangerous area. He knew yeah, exactly oh, what sure, he was doing. Sure. Yeah. But if you look at the replay of the goal, he in, instantly. Um, turns around when he's headed yeah. it to watch where it's going mm. and he's he's at least hoping that it's going in the top corner which is obviously where it where it ended up yeah. but um i bit, i was you know i was waiting last year for him to play more in the center um which for the most part he didn't but early parts of this year he's been playing far more central and that really suits him he's he's just a fantastic player yeah i think um andy it, you look at the, the goal that Gundogan got the third goal was a, a lovely little bit of interplay mm-hmm. between him and Sane and what what positioning of that but I mean, there's no way the goalkeeper was going to get that oh no it was a fantastic goal uh, no he's he, he, Nick's, Nick's right he, he's, he is the one who's not consistent he sometimes he just and it's almost as if he doesn't he doesn't quite feel he belongs. He, he, he doesn't think he's the first... He, well, he isn't the first choice, if, mm. let's be it honest. It was Pep's first signing, to, to be fair, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But let's be, if, if, if in a, in a, a, a first-choice eleven, he wouldn't be in it. Yeah, but... Uh, so you mean if De, Bru- if De Bruyne yeah, if De Bruyne would have been available, if De he probably fit, wouldn't have played. Hmm. He, he wouldn't have played. Uh, but uh, but I think he's, De Bruyne's not going to play for another couple of months, so he, he's going to take the chance. It's like... Bernardo Silva didn't start that many games last year, and but now he's he's now established, and I think Gundogan's got to think the same. If if you if you if you play him well, he'll get his chance. Gundogan was quite lucky, I thought, to <coughs> still be walking after the challenge that was oh, put in on him just before half time. Yeah. That was disgusting. Was that before his goal or after his goal? I can't remember now. It was after his after goal. His goal. After. Yeah. I mean, the best compliments I I, I I would give him for that goal is that it reminded me of Yaya. In his yes. prime, it was a real Yaya type goal, 
Um, but yeah, that tackle, that uh, Should have been that red. assault was a disgrace. Mm. Um, and what was more of a disgrace was Michael Oliver was literally stood next to them, and he didn't give the red. I saw a bit in the paper where um, I can't remember which referee, former referee was looking at it and he was saying that actually the angle that he saw it, he, he believed that the foot was lower than it actually was because he was looking through the players. So whilst he was close, I don't think he had an unobstructed view of what actually happened. Mm. And they re- he reckoned if he'd just seen it from a slightly different angle, he would have probably given a red card for it. Um, I mean, we go in at half-time... 3-0 up is not a bad way to be in, in Cardiff, in, certainly in, given the weather conditions, and we make some changes. And Spencer, well, bringing on Riyad Mahrez, I mean... Well, yeah, I mean, a bit, I thought this was a little, little bit of a sort of a coming of age in a way. I mean, we've, we, we know he's a wonderful player. Um, he played pretty well in the Community Shield. Um, and then, you know, in the actual league games, uh, you know, he's, he's shown bits and pieces but really not the Riyad Mahrez that we know from from Leicester sort of thing um and I think this would be a great confidence boost for him um because he's a wonderful wonderful player and I think he'll be able to sort of start expressing himself now and um you know and going on from there really yeah I think it must have been incredibly hard for him to come from Leicester where he was the star man um to us where he is you know he's on the bench most of the time um and uh, you know, it's good that, but that we have the luxury and that he has the luxury to have the time to mm. play himself into the team. Um, but all accounts, he's got a great attitude. You know, he is a team player. We, you know, and uh, he, he, he looks like he fits in to the squad. Um, I just think, you know, we've we've he's just really only begin began to start showing his yeah. uh, his true self, really. And then young Phil Foden nearly, nearly got a goal with a little bit more composure he might have had. I would think nobody more than City fans would have wanted Foden to score on Saturday. It's only a matter of time, I think, before mm. he does. Yeah, well, I mean, assuming he'll, he'll start in the whatever the League Cup's called now. Carabao. Which, Carabao. <laughs> which, yeah, well, that, take, that brings us on nicely, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, uh, to to the talk about the next couple of games, I and mean, we've got Oxford in the Carabao Cup tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night, Wednesday night. We're recording on Monday, so I lose my bearings a little bit. Yeah, so we've got them in, in the Carabao on Wednesday, and then on Saturday we've got a, a home game against Brighton. Another three o'clock in the afternoon kickoff. Um, so, w- what's everybody's thoughts on that? Well, I'm sure you know that the last time we played Oxford, we lost to them in 1998. Yes, I remember that game <laughs> very well. Under Joe Royal, we lost, yes. we lost 2-0. Um, so that's obviously an omen for, for this week's game. When, when we were in the doldrums, I think. Yeah, well, I think we were in Somewhat. Oxford. We were, we were at Main Road, well, actually. Is that the doldrums. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a completely different team, isn't it? The uh, question is, who's going to play? Yeah, well, hopefully everyone will get minutes and Foden. I mean, I personally would love to see more of Brian Diaz in a in a you know in a full run out. Um, but um, I, I, I imagine Pep's going to put out a you know a second uh, sort of second second eleven, I suppose. Yeah. I'd imagine. I mean, it's a shame we're missing last year's man of the, man of the tournament, Juliet Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so we'll see. We'll, we'll see how the, the third choice keeper is. He going to play? That's, that's a great big, question. Is, is Murray going to play? The big yeah, question, I think, is whether well they rate Murray they plays. rate they rate him highly enough to have called him yeah. back from loan so that he's available to play. So I don't know why well, they you were would desperate do that without enough. the. Yeah. But I, I, 
don't think you do that without the intention of actually yeah. putting in between. I think you actually should in like. that situation because if you don't, it sends another message, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It says I don't trust you if if, if you're not going to put him. So that's Oxford at Oxford, which is a very small ground and I believe is open on one end where you could actually just put the ball straight. So if you go past the goal, you will put the ball out of the ground. Oh, really? So, as I understand, yes. Okay. I haven't been there for many years, but um, that's that's my reading of the situation. So probably a sort of like a second a second 11 on, on Wednesday night. What about Saturday? Brighton at home. They're not a bad side, Brighton. Well, saw Man United off, didn't they? You know, it's... They I think uh, we will have a very strong team out for that. Um, and I, I think we'll push on. Um, confident we're going to get the three points. Very confident. We can't afford to drop any points. No. That's, that is the thing. Yeah, with Liverpool having won all of their games so far and being nailed on for the league and the Champions League and the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, I don't think we can afford to drop any points. Brighton have had some very... Uh, the Man United game aside, they've had some very poor results. Mm. Um, yes, they're not renowned for digging in and eking out a point. Yes, they played um, Tottenham, didn't they, last weekend? Lost to 2-1, was yep. it? Mm. Um, it's got to be a home banker, really. I would hope so. I would hope so. I think it definitely should be. I, mean, I, I, I think the United game aside, I don't think they've been that particularly good. And away, yeah, but they actually had, we should be... I think as long as we can... Get a goal in the first half. That's that seems to be the the thing. If we can get a goal in the first half, once we get ahead, because teams are going to be coming, just wanting to defend, looking for a nil nil. Once we get the goal, then they either sit back and just try and damage limitation, or, or try and attack. Which we, if they try and attack, we'll just. What about predictions then? I don't like doing predictions, but I think we should. <coughs> I feel we should. Both games. So the, the game on Wednesday, Nick. Oh, goodness. Um, I guess I'll go 2-0 City, but it could be 8. Spencer? Well, it's got to be a City win, clearly. 2-0. I'll stick. With, I'll go with 2-0 then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 3-0. I'm going to go 3-0. So, um, Brighton at home, Nick? I'm going to stick my neck out and say 4-0. Spencer. Again, it's one of those, if we get into our... We click, you know, it could be anything, couldn't it? Uh, we love City, we're optimists. I'll, I'll go 5. 5-1. I see your five and I'm ready to go to six. <laughs> I'm, going six to be, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to go for three nil. A clean, another we've, clean sheet. We've, I think. Scored, we've scored 19 goals um, uh, uh, so far this season. Mm. Yeah, actually, already goal game. difference is 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 looking good, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and I think you have to do that. I think I think that was why Pep was so annoyed at the Fulham game. Was really if you're three nil up, you need to add to that tally in the second half because you never know when that's going it can mean three points at the end of a season yeah it can you know it can mean mean a lot it's as good as three points yeah you look at that year we won the title that first year we won the title we beat United just on goal difference but I mean look I'm quite happy to be a couple of points behind the leaders just tucked in very nicely yeah for the time being Mm. there's no rush Um, Liverpool are obviously doing well they're getting results. Uh, the the spotlights on them. It'll continue to be on them. The pressure will keep mounting. Yes, like it did in 2014. Exactly. Yeah. We've had a we've had a, an excellent start to the season, haven't we? Blimey, five. You know, one five drawn one, and was like, oh, you know, we are we are in the groove. You know, the concern is Champions League is is really um, knuckling down on that one. 
because I, I think that's the one that Pep really wants. Uh, I know we've discussed this before, and you know which one and everything. We want, you know, I, I think you know that was the, his failure at, uh, at Bayern. Uh, we're now in, you know, the second season, full Pep. We've won the league. Yes, it would be nice to get back to back, but Champions League is where it's at, and I think that's where it's at for the owners as well. So um, yeah, well, let's push on. I mean, at least having lost the first game. The rest of the games in the group stage now actually become quite a lot more important, a lot more mm, interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, personally, a lot of people might not agree, but you know, losing this week to Oxford, with, if we manage to, one way or another, with a, with a weaker team and all the different things that could happen, would be upsetting, to be honest with you. you know, I don't want to go out of a cup in the first round in uh, September to a lower league team, whether it's with our, our second team, our reserves or whatever. Well, so some would say that actually what happened with the Carabao Cup last year, winning that in February, helped buoy us towards the end of the season. It gave us the confidence. Yeah. We pushed on and pushed through. And that came after tough games against Liverpool and United where yeah. we'd wobbled a little bit. Suddenly then we're flying again. You win the Carabao Cup against Arsenal, you go away to the Emirates and beat them mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. comfortably in two games and City are kind of flying towards the end of the season. So yeah. no, I onwards and upwards I think and on that note I'd like to say thank you to Andy to Spencer and to Nick and this is Steve Cox saying goodbye this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk the Man City show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes Sports Social Podcast Network